Hi everyone, welcome to my channel. I'm Autumn Bardot and I'm going to give you some quick tips and author tools. Today's topic is the symbolism of mealtime. Mealtime. Oh, the drama of the family meal. You know what? It is just yummy, delicious with symbolism and things that you can do during a mealtime scene. So, why is that, do you ask? Well, let's flip some history pages, right? And we're going to go back in time. And as you will recall, in ancient times, it took a lot of time to prepare one's food, right? You had to catch it. You had to grow it. You had to pluck it. You had to uh, harvest it, thresh it, mill it, skin it, debone it. It was a lot of work. People spent all day preparing food. So food was a joy. It's something you shared with your family, with the people that you loved. And you um, also gave a portion of it to your god or goddesses as a tribute. Thank you for providing the food. I'm going to give you some of mine as a thank you because I like to eat. <laughs> I like to stay alive. So food was a joy. It symbolizes uh, hospitality and goodwill. And it still, it did back then and it does as now. So, and if you look just around the world, since the beginning of civilization, certain foods and drink were and still are associated with um, religious and social rituals like marriage or something. And so the breaking of bread, even that term itself, breaking bread, it indicates friendship, a truce, partnership, and an alliance. Sharing food is an act of agreement, fellowship, and harmony. So we haven't changed all that much since the beginning of time. Not really, except now it's a lot easier to get our food and therefore we tend to be less appreciative of the whole process of it. So you're thinking, Autumn, how can it be so symbolic? Because it is, it's just amazingly symbolic. Um, I'm gonna give you a, mo a modern example. So if you have a argument with your significant other or even a close family member, usually at a meal, what happens? What, somebody will leave, right? Somebody will leave the dinner ta the table or somebody will just say, I'm not hungry and they'll push that food away. I'm not hungry anymore. It's not that they're not hungry. It's not that it's that the alliance, the fellowship, the love is, is not, not, uh, you don't want to eat during so when you feel angry at somebody. Okay. So, and I cannot think of a holiday that doesn't center around food and eating or waiting until sundown, until you can eat and, and drink, right? So let's take a look at meals in literature, okay? So one, it can be a plot device. You, it's a way to get a bunch of characters uh, together to talk Think of all those restaurant scenes in, in, in movies. Something's going to happen. They're going to mealtime scene. They're going to share or impart some kind of information. For a writer, um, a meal scene is easy because you can have them doing things while they eat and show a lot of different things while they're eating, exchanging that information that I would assume would be plot or conflict or character driven. 
okay? When you write the meal scene, it can re also reveal character. It can reveal character. You learn, you can tell a lot about a person by the way they eat. We're gonna look a little bit into that in a little bit. It can also reveal relationships between characters. For example, who's sitting at the head of the table, who's sitting on the right, um, who's has to squish in between everybody, okay? Who took somebody else's seat? So it will reveal a lot about relationships. It can also be thematic. There could be a whole lot of food scenes because the novel revolves around food and family and the importance of food and family. Um, or in some books, like there's a portion where it's devoted to, you know, there's a food component of the novel. And I'm reading a novel right now and it seems they're doing a lot of eating. Um, and that is, what novel am I reading? A Discovery of Witches. And I'm hungry while reading that novel because it's, there's a lot of food scenes, but there's also a lot going on in those food scenes. Okay, so you can reveal a lot of problems in those that are thematic. They can reveal love or hate or issues or problems. They can um, reveal race, gender, age, maturity level, culture, all those different things. So it can also be an allusion to a religious meal or a famous meal would be like the Last Supper. Who's sitting in the middle? Are they all sitting at the same side of the table? Are there 12 friends? <laughs> okay, writing a meal scene can be challenging um, because you there's so much opportunity to pack so much in there. Before you write that meal scene and you find the different ways to set the table with plot and characters and relationships, family dynamics, setting, culture, consider some of these themes about your meal scene. Who is sharing the meals? Are they enemies? Lovers, enemies turned lovers, family, strangers. There was a famous movie look called Look Who's Coming to Dinner, right? And it wasn't really about the dinner. It was it was about, you know, bringing a, a black man home as her, as her intended. So it was more about, you can see then, it was not about the dinner itself, but allowing a somebody that they, they were racist against or prejudiced against to come in and be part of their family. What food are they eating? What food is being eaten? So food and drink itself can be very, very symbolic of religion, ethnicity, culture, social class, any of those things. It's fun to play with the food. If you have to pick a fruit, what kind of fruit is it? And I'm gonna do a whole nother video on fruit and vegetable symbolism, okay? It, have fun with it. It can be it can be kind of fun. So is the food itself fraught with symbolism? Okay. Who's feeding? Who's like giving dog food to the dog <laughs> below? Okay. And you're thinking what what like that's not important. Think about it. If you have a really evil character, and you don't want to make them a trope or a flat character because you need your evil characters to even have some endearing quality, so you have some kind of you know, some kind of link with them, okay? So they're not just like a eh, evil dude, can't can't connect with him, okay? You need to give them a little bit, some redeeming uh, characteristics. So if there's an evil dude or evil person or a wicked whatever, and he's feeding the dog under the table, oh, he loves animals, he's feeding the doggy treats. Kind of cute, right? 
Why is the particular meal described? How is it significant to plot and character? Why is the scene there? And if you don't know why the scene's there, maybe rethink the scene. Because all of these scenes really, all your scenes should have a purpose. And that was going to be another video as well. What every scene needs um, for a novel. So how does the meal end? Did someone choke? Okay, did they stuff or gorge themselves? Are they trying new food? Are they rejecting food? Are they getting, are they getting sick? Okay, is it that they're choking a plot device or is it reveal the character choking on something another character said? Are they stuffing themselves? Are they, are they showing that they're a, a glutton or that they're enjoying the meal? Um, did someone stalk off or leave mid-meal? That will indicate that their relationship went wrong. Uh, remember the scene in Great Gatsby when uh, Tom jumps up from the table to take a phone call from his girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Significant. Also, how are the characters eating? This is where you get to play with characterization. Okay, are they nibbling? Which would say that they're very, like, dainty. Okay, are they, are they gobbling that they're gluttonous? Are they very selective? It tells you a lot about their character. Just like real life people, the way they eat um, tells you about a lot about the characters or their relationships. Um, are they overly sloppy, overly neat, overly fastidious? All giving you a little glimpse into their character. Is the character enjoying their meal with great gusto? Are they smacking their lips, making mmm and oh and ah noises? Okay. All these things give the reader a clue about what's going on in the character's mind beyond just the food. Okay. Are they eating it sexily? And we've all seen videos where a, a woman licks an ice cream cone, right? And the guys are all, <laughs> right? So yeah, there's different ways that you can portray just even a woman's sexuality or her appearance of sexuality by the way she nibbles or, or eats her food, okay? So think about real life examples. Watch people when they eat, and then you can see a lot of times the way they eat is oftentimes an indicator of their personality, okay? Do you know people who refuse to try anything new? These people perhaps are going to be, you know, not willing to try other things that are new. No, but it isn't just that they don't try things that are new. Perhaps they wrinkle their nose. They may make an excuse. They can just go, <coughs> or, okay, those are pretty, those are pretty childish responses, right? So does that person have a childish aspect to them? Do they say no, thank you, uh, very politely? That would show that at least their outer persona is very polite. Um, or do they make an excuse and say, oh, I'm sorry that the oysters don't agree with me, which would kind of show you that they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. All little indicators of what's of their personality. So how does the character feel about the meal? That's another thing you like. What are what what is their emotion during the meal? OK, that would be another thing. Does the character take food from another character's plate? Do they refuse to share? I'm going to tell you a little story. We have friends that we go on vacation with all the time, and we're very comfortable with each other. And to the extent where I didn't even realize it until we were sitting at a meal one day, and everybody got a different dish, 
and um, the other hubby of the, you know, the other couple, the other hubby, he reached over to my plate with his fork and speared a bit of my fish and just put it in his mouth and ate it. And then he sliced off a bit of his steak and stuck it onto mine. He didn't ask. He just, he just did it. <laughs> okay. Um, I never thought anything of it. Nobody thought anything of it. And then maybe, you know, a couple minutes later, I was like, wait a minute. We must be super comfortable with each other. If you can do that and nobody bats an eyelash. Okay. So you know that, that the relationship there is, is close or at least comfortable enough to give and share their food, um, with each other. So is it, does a character get sick? I think I mentioned this before, but is it a plot device or is the, the character getting sick of something or are they sickened by another character, a conversation or the, the turn of events that happened at the table while they were discussing things, okay? Is the character eating with their 12 favorite friends? So that would be an allusion to the Last Supper. So that would be like mm, foreshadowing, guess what? Betrayal. Do the characters share a utensil, a straw? Do they drink accidentally from the same, you know, cup? You see that, like that little, I think, I don't know what, who, what artists did, but they're like sharing the same straw and you know it's going to be a romantic relationship. But it was it accidentally, was it on purpose? When they're both grabbing for the nuts in the netball, do their fingers touch? Okay. A lot of fun things you can do to foreshadow, to give little inklings of what's to come or what their relationship will be. Now, here's another one. Does one character feed another? So this could be erotic. We've seen that in movies all the time, one character feeding another. It could be very suggestive. It can be a prelude to sex or their romantic relationship or are they feeding them in a way that suggests that they're the boss? That's going to have an entirely different kind of take on it. And I don't mean like a mother feeding their, their child a meal. I'm discussing, you know, a, uh, maybe a wife or a husband, you know, shoving food into somebody else's mouth and telling them to eat. It would really indicate who is the dominant person in the relationship. Who's the boss? Okay. Is the wife cutting her husband's meat for him? Okay, why does she have to do that? Does that show that she's ultra caring? Um, that it, Not that he can't do it himself, but that she is very nurturing towards him or overly nurturing for him? These are all little clues that you can give your reader. Is the man taking away the woman's food? There was a rela relationship where I knew where the, the man actually, when the bread basket came, he took the bread away from her and um, he would take away all her fatty foods because he wanted her to stay skinny. So very controlling and reveals a lot about the relationship. Also that that person let them do that. Because if you take away my bread basket, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. What's happening under the table? Are there footsies? Are there hand holding? Is there nastiness going on? Is there clenched fists? Is there somebody drumming their fingers on their thigh? What's going on under the table? Is a character refusing to eat? In effect saying, I'm here with you, but I don't like or approve of you or any of these people or anything that we're discussing. Okay, 
So as you can see, there is so much that you can write into a writing scene that reveals character and furthers a plot, helps you uh, show and reveal relationships and emotions, even how somebody drops a fork or bangs a cup on the table. It's just an eating scene. It's just full of chewy deliciousness. So I hope you enjoyed your this video about the symbolism of mealtime. Have <laughs> fun feeding your characters. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up. That helps with the, um, the algorithms of YouTube. And please subscribe. That helps as well. I have lots more of symbolism and author tips and writing tools to share. I hope you will subscribe and write on. Thank you. Bye-bye.